Welcome everyone. This is Dr. Mercola helping you take control of your health. And today we are joined by Charlie Brown, who is the executive director of the Consumers for Dental Choice. And he's been doing that for quite a while. He was the former state's attorney for West Virginia, I believe. And yes, yes. now he's committed his life's mission to helping remove mercury from dentistry and secondarily environment, because we know it's a pernicious neurotoxin. So Charlie's been on many times before and he's on to, uh, for this interview because we're having our annual uh, consumer awareness for uh, mercury prevention or mercury removal and elimination. So welcome and thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Mercola. And the campaign for mercury-free dentistry has real wins. Uh, thanks to the grassroots help of the Mercola.com readers, and I know there are millions of you folks out there who read Dr. Mercola's newsletter, we are toe-to-toe -to -toe with the American Dental Association and its million-dollar lobbyists across the country and around the world, around, across the globe, we are advancing and the American Dental Association is retreating. Together, we will throw dental mercury into the hazardous waste bins of history. Yeah, that's a, that's a certainly ambitious and worthwhile goal. So um, I'm wondering <clears throat> if you can give us a, an update since our last interview about a year ago it was pretty good back then, but I'm sure it's even pro pro progressed and improved further. So uh, can you tell us, what, maybe summarize what's uh, been happening in the last year and all the, the achievements and landmark uh, strategies that you've been able to implement? Yes, and it, it has indeed advanced on all four fronts. The uh, US government in the states, the international campaign and the Minamata Convention on Mercury, the game changer. So let's start right here in Washington where I am with the US Food and Drug Administration. Uh, things have reached a boiling point at FDA. For the past two years, we have put a kind of pressure on that according to the FDA press, they haven't really seen before. We brought the Chicago Declaration from your uh, home city, the Chicago Declaration for Mercury-Free Dentistry for America. We assembled the Sierra Club, Organic Consumers Association, the Greenpeace, all these major nonprofit groups, 50 groups signed on. That really got FDA's attention. Then FDA invited comment on how it's doing on its medical devices. 80% of the responders, four times the response of all other devices together combined, were about amalgam. People are sick and tired, and they made it clear that the number one public interest on medical device regulation is amalgam, and they're sick and tired of FDA coddling up to the American Dental Association as it's done really this entire uh, century. Coming along too is the medical community. You as a physician would know that. You know the National Medical Association, the African-American physicians. They have gotten real interested in this. Their journal published a commentary about how amalgam is unfair to the children of color and other low-income children in this country. And finally, the trade press is really biting at the heels of FDA. They're really wanting to know why FDA is still not acting on amalgam. Combined, we now have information FDA is going to move. I wish I could be more specific when I can be specific and announce to Dr. Mercola, I want to come back to you and if you want, on to your readers. 
Okay, great. Can you review and summarize the uh, challenges with the FDA? Because I believe we've had a, a petition or an encouragement for people to contact them regarding some of the nefarious uh, actions that they were taking. And uh, can you, we can sure you summarize have. that and tell us what happened? Sure, over 48,000 people joined in on it. We had a petition. Uh, we've had several petitions to FDA, but, but mainly we are saying, look what the European Union is doing. The European Union more than a year ago ended amalgam, ended amalgam for children under 15, for pregnant women, for breastfeeding women. They required each member state, and there's 28 countries in the EU as of right now, and they required each one to come up with a plan to go further. We are saying to FDA, why are you lagging so far behind Europe? And why won't you pay attention to the very treaty that the United States not only signed, but was the first country in the world to ratify? As I say, the heat is building. We think they're going to move, but they still have been way too close, way too close to the pro-mercury dentists. There's no question. And that's the ADA. Um, the ADA, however, doesn't have the same clout it used to have because its own members are walking away. Its own members are saying, why should I use amalgam just because you want me to? I don't want to. My patients don't want to. I don't want to get people in my office sick. And one thing you and I have done together, Dr. Mercola, is make the pitch to, our, to your listeners and to the people on our list, don't go to a dentist that uses mercury on any child, on anybody. Go only. Patronize your dollars, your loonies, only to the mercury-free dentists. Yes, indeed. And has that number changed at all? Previously, it was about 50% of the practicing dentists were mercury-free. I have no doubt it's, it continues to go up. It, basically, we are making uh, a, a amalgam into a, a business loser for the dentists who are increasingly looking like 19th century dinosaurs when they continue to put an amalgam, unless they're inside a government institution or on insurance. And that's a, that's a more bigger challenge, but the private dentists are increasingly walking away from it. But not only the dentists, the manufacturers, as we end amalgam in Europe, as Nigeria, the major country in Africa, ends amalgam for children and pregnant women and breastfeeding women, so, does, so did Vietnam, so did Mauritius, as they end amalgam the market shrinks, it's harder to sell it, and the companies, they're no fools, follow the money. They're switching. They're switching to making much more alternatives and much fewer amalgams. So by making amalgam a business loser for the dentists and a business loser for the manufacturers, we are pursuing a success route. We want FDA to change, but if FDA doesn't change, we have a way to win regardless. And uh, one of those ways are protests that you've catalyzed, and one of those protests uh, wound up in Maine, where they passed some legislation requiring the dentists to have informed consent before they uh, put in these mercury albums. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. And Maine is our battleground state now. We are back in the states, and now we're back challenging dental boards. And that's uh, that I'm in my element. I've been doing that for a long time. Years ago, we got rid of the gag rule. We won fact sheet laws. We won disclosures. The Maine Dental Board is ignoring its duty to enforce the law on disclosure. So we have filed our petition, our protest to the Maine Dental Board, and they in turn have agreed to write a regulation which will require the pro-mercury dentist to prove, to provide proof that they told the patients, one, amalgam has problems, to present them a paper 
that amalgam has the following uh, 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 adverse potential and that there are alternatives available. If they don't do it, it's going to be a discipline action against the amalgam using dentists. One sidelight that's, that's exciting, when I started in this, the dental boards were prosecuting the mercury-free dentist. Now we've turned the tables and said, you've got to prosecute the pro-mercury dentist because they're not following the law. We think with this success in Maine, we're on the way. They're writing a rule. We've got a, we've got a battle ahead this fall in 2019, but the, it, it will be a prototype for other states. We're going to prepare a kit for other states. And if you want to get active in your state, you the consumer, you the dentist, you the health professional, write me, charlie at toxicteeth.org, write me and I will work with you to make sure I will get you the material so in your state you can do parallel what we're accomplishing in the state of Maine, our model state. So you're obviously an attorney and I'm wondering if you'll be looking at that regulation because it would seem to me that unless it has any teeth, it's not going to really be very effective. So there needs to be a mechanism for policing and enforcing the regulation, because if it doesn't exist, they'll just ignore it and nothing will happen, even though, uh, you know, by the regulation, they should be penalized, but they're not being penalized. And exactly what is going on. The bill, the law was not enforced. That became clear during the legislative hearings this year. The Senate is on our side in Maine, the House less so, but we have the Senate supporting changing it change at that dental board and that dental board was not enforcing the law so now they will have they are writing a regulation and i believe the attorney general's office has told them they have to the regulation will provide the teeth that is the dentist must prove must have the patient or parent sign saying i received the fact sheet i've read the fact sheet and the fact sheet talks about how amalgam is a pretty pretty dangerous product so once they've done that the patient is unlikely to choose amalgam because they're going to be told there's 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 alternatives. But even better, more dentists are going to leave amalgam because they are being regulated. They're the ones that can be prosecuted. If they don't use amalgam, they don't have to give out a fact sheet because this fact sheet is about how bad and dangerous amalgam is. Is that fact sheet going to be standardized? Because it, it, it's really easy uh, to imagine uh, a fact sheet that was about two-point font uh, and maybe 10 or 15 pages, like many of the terms of, of service that many of our websites we participate in, and virtually no one reads this. They scroll down to the end and click, I, I read it. So it has to, the, this fact sheet has to be simple, probably directed to someone who has a fourth or fifth grade education and probably not much more than 100 or 200 words. Yes, and we went through that battle earlier to get that fact sheet written simply. It's not going to be in the computer. It must be given to the patient and it must be posted in the office. And in Maine, the good news is the director of health who wrote and approved that fact sheet, well, her sister is now the governor of Maine. So, so we think now we've got support all the way to the top in Maine to get this thing done. Well, we know the government won't uh, override it like uh, many top uh, legislators uh, have. Oh, no, they, you're right, Dr. McCullough. And that's why your people are so important. Because yeah. during the Maine battle, I repeatedly came back to you. And you went 
to your list of people in Maine and said, you need to contact your legislator. You need to contact the dental board. And people did. Because when I was in Augusta at the Capitol, people, when I introduced myself, oh, I read about your work on Dr. Mercola. So you were instrumental there. You've been instrumental nationally. And you've been instrumental in that international campaign. And as you see, I've, I've actually brought my own globe here because I want, I want people to know after we started our campaign in America, as, you, as of course we did uh, long ago, we then have been able to shift the campaign to Europe and get into Europe in a way that, uh, let me get Europe here, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and it's a little too big, big on the screen. So let me, let me pull that. Know, back you got over. America there. I got America. Let me, let me, let me get, I, I see where it's going here. It's a, the, the globe is backward for me. No wonder it's, it's forward well, for you. you and backward Africa. for me. That's what, that's what's and throwing me You got off. Europe on the top. Yes, I do now, but it, see, I'm reading it backwards. My, my, no matter I'm so confused, but anyway, in Europe, we have won this battle, but it isn't just Europe. In Africa, Nigeria, and Mauritius, and Tanzania, we're making progress. Over, if we, if we spend, spin the globe over to, to Asia, and we get to Vietnam, we get to Bangladesh and India, and this is interesting. Our Pentagon is saying they can't afford the switch. They're giving mercury fillings. The richest agency in the world, I'm sure, is, is not giving a mercury-free dentistry to its soldiers and sailors, but Bangladesh is. Bangladesh is, India is, all of their armed forces. India is the third biggest army in the world. Bangladesh is one of the poorer countries of the world. No one who's in the Bangladesh armed forces gets an amalgam. No one in their family gets it. They've gone completely mercury free. Well, Bangladesh can end using amalgam in their armed forces. So can the Pentagon. Yes, indeed. So why don't you give us an update of the international progress in elimination of mercury because and your projections as to when it might actually be finalized because you've got the Minimata Convention and the UN uh, or the World Health Organization Treaty that you facilitated the signing of by many nations, including the United States. So how close are we getting to really seeing uh, a massive decrease in the use of mercury? Uh, things come to a head this November, 2019. Uh, the, during the last week in November, the world will again convene the, the governments from every country in the world. There's, there's well over 140 countries signed this. Over 100 have ratified it. As I say, the United States was the first to ratify. Their officials will convene. So will we. We will bring a team of people from the Americas, from the island states, from Africa, Asia, Europe, and our dentists and engineers, lawyers, uh, journalists, and, uh, and, and, and environmental leaders. And we are actually leading the campaign for civil society at the request of the governments. The governments starting in Africa, starting with the country of Gabon, and then a number of other countries have proposed an amendment to the Minamata Convention, the Amalgam Amendment. It would phase out amalgam, phase it out for children in two years, phase it out for everybody else on a date that people would agree on. That will be debated this November. We are mounting a full-fledged campaign. As I say, we've been asked by the African governments to lead civil society, lead the organizing from the outside while they work the inside and work the government. So the governments will have the chance. We're already phasing down amalgam. Some countries are phasing it out. Um, in fact, a number of them in Europe just phased it out this summer. We had one country in the European Union, Sweden, that had 
phased out amalgam. This summer, when the European law required more action, four more countries stepped up and said, we're done with amalgam. Czech Republic, Finland, Ireland, Slovakia, done with amalgam, done with amalgam on a date certain. We will have that chance around the world to have that debated, and we're going to do all we can to win it. And that's going to be at what they call the third conference of the parties. This again has come, Dr. Mercola, because you dug in with us way back in 2011. You helped us put together this worldwide organization. You matched funds. You're matching them again. You're matching them more than you ever have, $150,000 of matched funds. We hope to raise $150,000, which will double with your funds to $300,000. We use it effectively. We use it efficiently. And one of the priorities this November is bringing our team to Geneva and winning at the table and getting the countries to agree, yes, it's time to set an end date for this, this plague, this horrible mistake of putting mercury in the mouth. And now here comes the world's chance to correct that mistake. Well, that's great. So uh, it's really good news. And uh, I'm glad to hear that's going to be happening. It's certainly taken a long time and it just really surprised, maybe not surprising, but just Shocking might be a better adjective to, that requires this amount of effort to overturn stupidity and putting a toxic poison in your mouth that is so obviously wrong. But it's, you know, it's just it's, it's shocking that this, but it has to be done. But if someone's got to do it, and thank you for picking up the charge and doing that. And you know, it, so, it sounds like a lot of money, but it really isn't three hundred thousand dollars for what you're able to do, because many organizations, if you donated, if they got a $300,000 grant, my guess is probably 275, 290,000 of that, those dollars would go to pay administrative overhead. That's not what's happening with you. You're not getting some big uh, lush salary in some in large executive offices in a penthouse somewhere. I mean, you're really doing things on a shoestring budget and seeking to uh, make those funds go as far as they can uh, and really uh, facilitating a worldwide international collaboration to eliminate this, this potent neurotoxin. Yeah, yes, our staff size is the same as it was in 2011 when you started. Our money goes to the field. It goes to a director of the Chicago Declaration. It went to the main uh, team that we organized to to get the main get front and center our model state. It goes to uh, some of the best environmental leaders I can imagine in Africa and in Europe and in Asia and I in, in Latin America. Uh, we have uh, founded centers, an intermediary for the Latin. There's the Latin American Center for Environmental Health in Montevideo, the Asian Center for Environmental Health in Dhaka, Bangladesh, the African Center for Environmental Health in Abidjan, uh, Ivory Coast. These are headed by talented people. They run the campaigns for us in Asia and Africa and Latin America. The European Center for Environmental Medicine also we co-created, working out of Berlin and implementing. You know, the Europe changes didn't happen. It just didn't happen. We took a talented team to the parliament, a team from all over Europe to meet with the members of parliament and say, of the European parliament and said, this is what you need to do. We testified at one hearing after another in Brussels to convince the consultants, convince the European Commission staffs and bureaucrats that they needed to move, that they needed to be path-breaking. There was a, a vote, a, 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 a internet vote requested by the, internet, by the European Commission 
about nine in 10 people who voted. We organized, you helped us. We, we, we put this out in about 10 different European languages. Nine in 10 voted to end amalgam, ban it. So these are the kinds of things that we do in Europe. I've explained some of the things we do in the United States, and we repeat that elsewhere. We, we're pretty darn good at organizing, and if people choose to donate funds to us, I think our track record is pretty clear. It, we get things done. Yeah, it's, it's perhaps not as glamorous as uh, donating to organizations that can drill wells and provide clean water to communities that are dying of, of, of dehydration or food, but it's every bit as important because if you've got those basics, you've got clean water and food, and then they start contaminating your body with this toxic poison, it's very difficult to to detoxify and clearly the best strategy is prevention but prevention is not as glamorous either because you're preventing a problem down the road that doesn't it will not happen because of the uh, insertion of the mercury amalgams and uh, but it's it, it really is a vital and important strategy if we want to optimize not only people's health, but environmental health. Because when they put this, this, these mercury fillings in, it's gonna leach out and contaminate pretty much the environment and will, has the potential to recycle through the environment and then contaminate local food and water supplies and continue to cause health problems. Yes, the symbol of the Minamata Convention was the fish, because we all agreed we don't want mercury in the fish that children eat. It causes permanent brain damage to them. And that mercury came from many sources. One of the major sources was amalgam. You can't tell where the, that mercury came from, but everybody agreed we've got to work on all major sources. And that's how we got an amalgam as an environmental issue. And it worked. It was the right strategy to start to do the beginning of the end of amalgam. I'd add something about you, Dr. Mercola. Uh, you are working on prevention all the time. That's probably why the American Medical Association doesn't like you, because you are taking money out of their pockets by providing by showing us how to prevent problems, doing the right diet, doing the right uh, kinds of exercise, making the right decisions about our own health, empowering ourselves. And so you do this, we do this on this narrow area of avoiding a toxin in the environment. We need to avoid all the toxins. You're doing it more broadly by empowering your readers and everybody who is getting onto your site by saying, oh, with that technique, there is a route, a route to good health. And a, and a very inexpensive one. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that it's the uh, medical associations that are concerned with my encouraging people to these preventive strategies. To me, it's more likely the multinational corporations who have these strong vested interests, financial interests in, in uh, providing these, uh, in many t places, expensive solutions that really sabotage people's health and oh, make, it, yeah. make it virtually impossible frequently to to be healthy and and that's one of the reasons why we collaborated with you and three other groups because we realized that it's it's one strategy to inform and educate individuals but frequently they're in environments that they have no position or opportunity to change and we need individuals and and organizations like, like Consumers for Dental Choice to catalyze that change, to remove mercury. The average person cannot remove mercury from dentistry. They need, they need activists and, and political uh, uh, leaders like yourself that can facilitate and catalyze that change. Uh, and similarly, we've done, we're doing that with 
with freedom of choice in vaccines, removal of mercury, and done a lot of work with uh, glyphosate. So uh, awareness and basically facilitating some uh, the lawsuits with uh, Bayer to compensate them for the deceptive ch challenges that they they did through Monsanto. So uh, we need we need uh, organizations like yourself, and th and that's why we're so happy to offer the opportunity for people to help support organizations like yours so that we can continue the battle. We're getting close. And you mentioned earlier the Geneva uh, event in November. Is that the Minimata follow-up? It event? is the Minimata convention. It's the third conference of the parties, our COP3, yes. Conveniently during US Thanksgiving week, I'm making a joke there, but anyway, I'll be, I'll be in Geneva anyway, yeah. Well, that's good. We're glad you're sabotaging your your holiday celebration in the U.S., but uh, well, we discovered when Canada's Thanksgiving is. It's the third Monday of October, so I will still have a Thanksgiving vacation. It will be the Canada's Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day, and that's 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 fine with me. Um, yes, I I do think your partners are fantastic. The Organic Consumers Association, the National Vaccine uh, uh, Information Center, the Fluoride Network, all of these uh, U.S. Right to Know, all of these groups that you work with, uh, Organic and Natural. Health Association, I have the pleasure of sitting on their board. Um, you really have a, a tremendous working team uh, that you, you have uh, assembled and, and basically unleashed. And I think that's obviously to the betterment, betterment of this country. We, we do hope as people think about this, your match campaign does end on, on Sunday, August 25th. So to the extent people want to give, if this is the week to give to Consumers for Dental Choice, because you are going to give a dollar for every dollar they give. Mm -hmm. We're going to match it. So we have in the past and there's no reason we're not going to repeat that now because we're getting close to the finish line. Yes. Do you have any projections of where that finish line might be before we you know, get yeah, the, yeah, yes, get, yes, get I the do. Final legislation in place to establish a a, a a sort of a deadline, a goal, a strategy that will eliminate mercury. Yes, yes. For, for Europe, thank you. And for Europe, that decision will be made by uh, June thirtieth, twenty twenty. Uh, less than a year away, the European Commission will recommend whether to phase out amalgam. And uh, the betting is that they will recommend that, and then the European Union will proceed. After all, five, six countries already in Europe have said, we agree it needs to end. Others are down to one, two, four percent use. So Europe was the beacon on ending children. It will be that otherwise. So that's one path. Europe, the third biggest jurisdiction in the world in population, European Union. Uh, we see enormous uh, uh, decisions. I, when I was in Zambia, they said our goal is to end this in 2021. We're seeing that in one country after another that I visit, and I do spend time working in the field quite a bit around the world. Um, we, for the Minamata Convention itself, we have the phase down requirement. We are trying to shift that to phase out. We will make a huge effort at that this November. Uh, we hope to succeed. If we don't succeed, they meet, they will meet again two years hence. So our, our chance to get the victory is 2019. And failing that, we'll take another turn at bat in 2021. And by then, I believe we will win. I believe it will end by that, if not COP3 at Minamata, at the COP4, the fourth conference, which again will be in the year 2021. So we will banish uh, certainly uh, by decision in the early 2020s and by uh, phase out date by the end of this coming decade, we will have uh, no amalgam on the face of the earth. And that will be to the huge benefit of children 
uh, coming along in this world. Yeah, probably that is uh, quite an achievement and probably uh, one of the highlights of my professional career to be able to play a part in that and help organizations like yours to, to catalyze and happen. So congratulations. So yeah. any other, any other uh, updates you want to provide? No, I think I have. And, and again, I appreciate you getting this in front of your people and the, and the massive millions of readers that you have uh, who pay attention and, and look to you for guidance on health. And you've provided funding, but you've provided ideas. You've provided uh, resources from your media and other people. Um, and uh, we, I think we, are, we would not be where we are without Mercola.com and without you, Dr. Mercola. And uh, yes, we are, very, we are very near the finish line. And again, I urge people to stay with us because we can put, as I say, we can put this uh, dental mercury into the hazardous waste bins of history. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, you know, if you're watching this and we, you're intrigued with the possibility of eliminating mercury and you've helped us in the past, we encourage you to participate again. And, you know, and I will be matching your donation dollar for dollar. So um, it's a, it's a good, it's a win-win for everyone. As I said, Charlie runs a really lean, mean organization. You can, you have my word that those donations are going to be used very wisely, very judiciously, very frugally and effectively to facilitate the removal or the end of the use of mercury worldwide within the, you know, by legislative capacity in many countries within the next year or two and the entire world within 10. So that's a great goal. And I hope you can help us take a uh, play a part in that. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Dr. Mercola.